It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district? What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, I can't understand that. Today's current opinions and ideas. And it's not fair just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, Nicole, uh, Luke, Rachel, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday, producer Joe. Happy Friday, Kim. And uh, thank you. We have uh, been working diligently uh, to record great shows for next week. We will be taking next week off, uh, but amazing guests. And uh, we have uh, we've actually recorded 11 additional hours. We have one more hour to record, and we're going to make that happen today. So thank you, Joe, for your hard work and diligence on this. I really do appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. I really do enjoy doing this work. It's wonderful to get the message message out to everybody. And that is what we do as we engage in this battle of ideas that is raging in our country. 2024 is right around the corner. It is going to be it's going to be a year. And uh, step forward in faith and have courage. And I, I, I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but we will continue to shed light and truth on what is happening. And a little bit of light, a little bit of truth is a great disinfectant for the rampant uh, stuff that's going on, the lying and the cheating and the evil and all that. So we will continue to shed light on that. Check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. And uh, sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you will get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. We will have two essays in the uh, newsletter this weekend. And one will be with uh, from Nephi Cole. And he was our guest, uh, I think it was just yesterday. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Rick Turnquist, is, uh, he's going to rally. He's not feeling just 100%, but he's got a very important essay on exactly wrong Democrats and homelessness. And uh, so we'll be talking with him about that in this particular hour and then rolling those out this weekend. And so be sure and sign up for that. We typically only send one email a week uh, because we do not want to you know, just inundate you with all kinds of information, but we do have a lot of great information. So uh, do uh, do make sure that you do that. Um, let's see. Let's get to what all is it I want to do. Uh, first thing, uh, let's get to the word of the day. And I chose reconciliation. Uh, and that is R-E-C-O-N-C-I-L-I-A-T-I-O-N. Uh, it's an intransitive verb. It says to uh, well, that's reconcile. So, uh, to, so reconcile is to establish a close relationship between uh, two parties uh, or opposing parties, to settle or resolve, and to bring oneself to accept. And as many of you know, the monument to reconciliation, it's being uh, portrayed by those on the left and in mainstream media as a monument to the Confederacy. And that's not the case. It is so dishonest. 
uh, what uh, how they're they're couching this. And so the monument to reconciliation, uh, they are dismantling that and taking it down because um, it is in the Confederate uh, part of Arlington National Cemetery. It is actually the headstone of the sculptor uh, Moses Ezekiel. It's unbelievable to me that this is actually occurring right now, but it is. Uh, did talk with Scott Powell. He was on the show yesterday, and then we also recorded uh, a complete hour with him for Christmas, uh, regarding Christmas. And uh, we're both, we, we don't know what what this all means, but it is shedding light on what is happening in our country. And uh, to take down the Monument to Reconciliation during Christmas week, when uh, we celebrate the birth of Christ, uh, in order and, and in order that we could be reconciled with God is just the uh, you can't you can't make this up regarding the theatrics on this whole thing. So again, um, reconciliation is our word and of the day. And uh, I guess I'll just say to take down the monument of reconciliation at Arlington National Cemetery the week of Christmas is beyond belief. Our quote of the day, as uh, as you know, on Fridays, I am taking a quote from the Medal of Honor quote book from the Center for American Values. And uh, this, this particular story, I really do know. And uh, this is Hiroshi Miyamura, and uh, he was born in 1925. He died uh, last year, just, uh, I, think in, I think, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But uh, I got, I really, I knew his story. Because his story and Joe Anello's story are very close, uh, very close. Because in the Korean War, uh, basically, uh, and and uh, uh, Hiroshi went by Hershey, and he basically saved Joe's life. And I've gotten to know Joe's widow, uh, Joan Anello, and then um, Henry Jones, who is. Um, really, they're, they're great friends. Henry Jones is a retired Denver police officer. He's on the board for the Center for American Values. And uh, he has uh, really become a son to, to Joan to help take care of, of things. And uh, it's a remarkable story of Hershey and Joe. But the, so uh, the quote for today comes from Hershey. And um, he, re- he was a recipient of the Medal of Honor. And this is uh, his citation. Says a member, uh, Corporal Miyamura, a member of Company H, distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity above and beyond the call of duty in action against the enemy. On the night of 24 April, Company H was occupying a defensive position when the enemy fanatically attacked, threatening to overrun the position. Corporal Miyamura, a machine gun squad leader, aware of the imminent danger to his men, unhesitatingly jumped up from his shelter, wielding his bayonet in close hand-to-hand combat, killing approximately 10 of the enemy. Returning to his position, he administered first aid to the wounded and directed their evacuation. As another savage assault hit the line, he manned his machine gun and delivered withering fire until his ammunition was expended. He ordered the squad to withdraw while he stayed behind to render the gun inoperative. He then bayoneted his way through infiltrated enemy soldiers to a second gun emplacement and assisted in its operation. When the intensity of the attack necessitated the withdrawal of the company, Corporal Miyamura ordered his men to fall back while he remained to cover their movement. He killed more than 50 of the enemy 
before his ammunition was depleted and he was severely wounded. He maintained his magnificent stand despite his painful wounds, continuing to repel the attack until his position was overrun. When last seen, he was fighting ferociously against an overwhelming number of enemy soldiers. Corporal Miyamura's indomitable heroism and consummate devotion to duty reflect the utmost glory on himself and uphold the illustrious traditions on the military service. And Hershey was born in Gallup, New Mexico. And uh, it's a remarkable story. We actually uh, did, Amer- did an America's Veterans story with Henry Jones and Joan Anello and uh, talked about this. And so you, you should be able to find that uh, with our America's Veterans stories uh, shows. But he said this. This is what Hershey said. He said, always believe in yourself, God, and country. And that is Hershey Miramura. It's a remarkable story, Producer Joe. Yes, I remember when Joan and... uh, Henry were in. uh, Shoot. Yeah, Henry. Henry, we're talking about him, and it was just amazing. It is. And uh, I have not given you your Christmas gift yet, but you are going to receive one of these Medal of Honor quote books. I had that in my basket. Holy... Thank you. You mean basket on things that you wanted for Christmas? Yes, ma'am. Aha. Well, you can mark that one. You can take that out because you're going to get one. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You bet. And uh, you can purchase the book by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That is the website for the Center for American Values, which is located in Pueblo, Colorado. And my friends, uh, we can't just rely on the education system to do this. Uh, We, as parents and grandparents, need to step forward as well and tell these stories. And so I'd highly recommend that you get the book for your uh, children, your grandchildren, and it would be remarkable. We could change our state and our country uh, very quickly if uh, we had our students and our, our, our kids go through this book and each year choose one of these Medal of Honor recipients and do a report on them and get to know them. And that was one of the things that was so interesting about Henry Jones when he was in is uh, he uh, grew up, uh, gosh, I think his dad was in the Army. And so th- so they were in different, um, you know, deployed in different places. And uh, Henry said that, I think, gosh, I think that they were in Japan at the time. Now I can't remember. But anyway, wherever they were stationed, the kids on the base at, at school, they did reports on the different Medal of Honor recipients. And he remembers doing a report on Drew Dix, who uh, had received the Medal of Honor, had been awarded the Medal of Honor. And then you, you go all these years later, Henry and Drew our great friends. Drew is one of the co-founders of the Center for American Values. Henry is on the board, and, and it's like, here I did this report, and and here we are. And so I would highly recommend that that would be one of my goals. If we could get that to a point where every student would do a report on one of these Medal of Honor recipients, it would change our state, Joe. You know, I so agree. And I remember actually doing like a Hall of Heroes where my school, they said, find someone in your history book to do a report on. And then we did the whole shebang, dressed up like them and gave a whole um, kind of production of that person kind of being that person. It was really fun and really cool. So did you were you a, a military as well? A military kid? 
Yes, ma'am, I was. Okay. Okay, so uh, that's that's good to know as well. So let's, I, I like that. I don't trust some of these uh, history books that the kids have now, but we would want to make sure a history book that l- liked America, right? This was like when I was in, oh, I want to say about the third or fourth grade, so about 2008-ish, 2007-ish. So, okay. yeah. They liked America during that time. Okay. Well, we gotta we gotta reclaim that, uh, producer Joe. So, uh, anyway, this Medal of Honor uh, quote book is so great, and the Center for American Values uh, is founded by Drew Dix, Medal of Honor recipient, and Brad Padula, a an award winning documentary maker. And uh, what they're doing at the Center for American Values is amazing. They're open seven days a week. I think it's ten to four. You can check that out at their website again, American um, AmericanValuesCenter.org. Uh, great sponsor of the show is Hooters Restaurants and it is an important story how I got to know them about freedom and free markets and capitalism and those PBIs, those uh, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties but Hooters Restaurants has specials uh, for lunch Monday through Friday and it's a great place to get together with friends as we're watching all these sporting events and everything that's going on. You can get more information by going to my website. Uh, but again, those five locations are Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. Uh, another sponsor of the show is Roger Mangan. And uh, the team, at the Roger Mangan in, uh, State Farm Insurance Team can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and do not forget that renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. It's right. Indeed, it is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And be sure and check out a climateconversation.com. Uh, we, that's where you can watch our documentary. Uh, uh, doesn't cost anything at uh, climateconversation.com. And again, th- this is um, a, a film that was really the brainchild of Walt Johnson. He wanted to get experts 
uh, on a film to talk about these different issues regarding the the whole narrative on climate. And so be sure and check that out at climateconversation.com. Uh, this uh, is just relatively hot off the press. This is from KDVR eight hours ago. And it says, 10 more migrant buses arrive in Denver as the Spear encampment grows. Okay. So residents who live near a migrant encampment at Zunai and Spear say the number of tents is growing and trash is becoming a larger issue. On Thursday, yesterday, 10 buses arrived in Denver with 341 migrants inside. The city said that puts Denver on track to break 100 buses just in December. So let's say, okay, so 10 buses, 341. So uh, actually, if there was 100 buses, and let's say you just take 10 times that, so that would be 3,410 migrants here in just December, Joe, what do you think of that? That's insane. I'm not crazy about that, I'll be honest. I'm not crazy about it either. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about this. It says, with more migrants coming in, residents' concerns are growing. And one of those concerns being the trash created by a growing number of people in that one spot. Bo Blackford is one of those residents with concerns. He says, I just keep seeing more buses show up and more and more, and it stresses me out. And it looks like the tents are coming up here. I don't want to live there. The more that show up, the worse it's going to get, Blackford said. Originally, the city was picking up trash from the encampment three times a week, but now and now it's five times a week. But residents say they're still not cutting it. Blackford feels like it needs to be daily, while another resident, Ralph Williams, said even daily trash pickup wouldn't be enough. At least two times a day, it's a mess, it's overflowing. And then it says how you can help migrants in Denver. It says the trash only highlights issues with the migrant numbers. The city said it's working diligently to get these people into housing, but that presents its own issues because many aren't authorized to work. And if they can't work, there's only so much to go around. The city said it's working on an additional shelter soon. Fox 31 also brought the trash pickup concerns to a city spokesman who said he'd bring it back to his team for a solution. So, my friends, uh, I, let's go ahead and ask some of the, the really tough questions. Uh, first of all, who's paying for these buses to pick these migrants up and um, bring, bring them to Denver? Um, we are. Well, yeah, ultimately we are. Uh, who's paying for all the staff at the city of Denver that's having to um, interact with this? Who's paying for all this? Bringing people here that we don't even know um, their health status. We don't know if, uh, if they're, you know, their background. We don't know any of that. And putting them right you know, right in people's, I know that neighborhood, and, and there had been kind of a revitalization and uh, just a few blocks from there. Um, gosh, I guess it was pre-COVID, but there was restaurants that I used to go to. This is really going to become a real problem for those people. And there's some very high-end apartments over in that area. This is going to become a real problem. And those people are going to probably move out. I think it's going to be tough on those businesses. And uh, so this is not this is not compassionate whatsoever. 
and you know more to your math as well that was one day of 10 buses so if they do that 10 days in a month that is 30,000 migrants over immediately well wait a hundred right at two zeros 30,000 people in 10 10 times of doing that no, no, no. It would be 3,400. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I was rounding. I do apologize. Yeah, 3,400. I know. But uh, but think about if you did that uh, all year long. I mean, that's what we're looking at. And so this will be a good discussion to have with Rick Turnquest here in just, uh, in just a few moments. But, again, uh, what uh, there's nothing compassionate about that. And finding housing for them when our young people, you know, are trying to – they're working, paying taxes, and still it's difficult for them to buy a home right now in the metro area or to uh, to get an apartment. It's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty tough stuff. Okay, next thing uh, I actually yesterday was such a busy day, uh, and uh, with all the recordings and all that we're doing, uh, I do want to again. Uh, let's see here. Breaking news on Donald Trump on uh, January sixth. Uh, I do, again, we need, oh, I know, I've got a, a dot that I wanted to connect that Patty had given me, and uh, i got to get to that. But um, what we see with this whole thing with Donald Trump, and uh, it is um, quite amazing that we have these Republicans here in Colorado that uh, have brought this suit. But the, the positive thing about it is, is where it's now uh, offering the opportunity for us to connect the dots between the uh, kind of the uniparty, and that is the Republican operative consultant class that has been in power over the Republican Party here in Colorado for many years. And what they really have done is they have been milking the donors, they've been padding their own pockets, and they have been losing elections, and now Colorado is where we are. But we're starting to see the connections between... Um, the radical activist Democrats and the Republican operative consultant class, both here uh, in Colorado, but also nationally. Uh, but again, I want to name the, the names of the people that uh, are on this lawsuit. Uh, Norma Anderson, who is a former state legislator, and uh, her daughter-in-law, Pam Anderson, was the uh, Republican uh, candidate for secretary of state in 2022. Uh, Pam Anderson, and again, uh, Susan, one of our listeners, did the work on this. Uh, And yes, she still sits on the board of the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And that is an organization that was founded by Obamaites, and they received over $400 million of Mark Zuckerberg money in uh, 2020. Uh, They're a nonprofit, right? Uh, that just means they don't pay taxes. Uh, they're making plenty at bank, uh, but over $400 million that they assisted in um, uh, the elections in some of these key battleground states, uh, which um, just connect that dot. So Norma Anderson is on this lawsuit. Her daughter-in-law is Pam Anderson. And you could go to Tracer and start to take a look at her campaign finance reports, and you can start to connect the dots with uh, many of the Republican operative consultants. Uh, and also, there's fine, fine people that also have contributed because they they realize a Repu- or they thought a Republican would be better than Jenna Griswold. <laughs> well, 
you, I'll let you all decide on that. Okay, so Michelle Priola and her husband is a state senator, formerly a Republican. He's now a Democrat. Uh, Claudine Camarada, not real familiar with her. Krista Kafer, uh, and she... Uh, was formerly a uh, radio talk show host, and she writes for the Denver Post. Uh, and uh, again, uh, that's important to kind of just park that and think about that. Kathy Wright, I don't know much about her. Christopher Castilian, I don't know much about her as well. I'll do my homework over the break, or the Christmas break here. And then Mario Nikolai, who is an attorney uh, who's been, uh, I, I would say that he is. Um, been part of the Republican operative consultant class for quite some time. So it's important to to understand that. And then, uh, yes, this is what um, Patty sent over here. And this is um, this was from Twitter. And let's see here from Simon. Let me get it right now. Uh, okay, hold on. Here's the liberal behind Trump's disqualification from the primary ballot in Colorado. His name is Noah Bookbinder. Yesterday he wrote, we just won before the Colorado Supreme Court in our challenge to keep Donald Trump off the ballot as disqualified uh, under um, the 14th Amendment for engaging in insurrection. A huge moment for democracy. More to come soon. And in September, he said that his group was representing dissatisfied Republicans and independents in Colorado who wanted Trump off the ballot. Only Republicans and independents vote in the GOP primaries in Colorado. He wrote back in September, breaking six Republican and unaffiliated um, voters represented by crew and distinguished uh, Colorado attorneys just filed a lawsuit to remove Donald Trump from, from the state's ballot because he is disqualified under the Constitution's 14th Amendment. First of all, this was not a huge moment for democracy. Democracy, ultimately, uh, there, there's a reason why our founders um, determined that we would have a constitutional republic, because a democracy basically devolves into mob rule. And so we need to reclaim what we really are, and that is a constitutional republic with the representatives uh, democratically elected. And uh, so it's nice to see here as well start to connect these dots with Noah Bookbinder and the names that I just mentioned, uh, Norma Anderson, Michelle Priola, Claudine Camarada, Christopher Kafer, Kathy Wright, and Christopher Castilian, and Mario Nikolai. And so this is going to be really interesting what's going to happen in this next year. And so stay tuned. And Colorado is at the tip of the spear. And uh, we get to have these uh, important discussions because of our sponsors. Uh, one of those is Karen Levine. We are going to be starting, I'm going to be starting my sixth year of solo broadcasting. And Karen Levine has been a sponsor of the show since almost day one, even before I was a solo broadcaster. And uh, she is an expert in uh, anything real estate, uh, well, anything regarding residential real estate here in uh, the metro area. And uh, so she's just a great partner of the show. She strives for excellence, and I greatly appreciate her. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. 
Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Rick Turnquist, and uh, he uh, writes amazing essays for us. You can also find him at to Advance Freedom. Uh, is that is that to AdvanceFreedom.com? I should know that. Rick Turnquist, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. Yes, it sure is. And um, I was just thinking about uh, back in 2015, I wrote a piece on uh, crew, which you just mentioned in the last segment. And uh, Colorado Ethics Watch, which isn't around anymore, but I wrote a lengthy piece that was pretty well researched. And uh, the title of it is uh, Colorado Ethics Watch, Nonpartisan Watchdog or Progressive Hit Team. And uh, it's a pretty in-depth dive as to what crew is and, and how it ties in with uh, with the Colorado uh, version of it, which, like I said, I don't believe is around anymore. But it's all part of the, the overall uh, suite of weapons that the left employs against us, uh, which includes what it's called lawfare, and uh, and so it doesn't surprise me at all that crew is involved in this in this um, um, suit to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. And I've been reading several national publications over the last several days, and uh, uniformly they are they are loudly exoriating the Colorado Supreme Court, the four justices who voted for that. Uh, it's an appalling ruling, and regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump, he should absolutely be the bar- on the ballot so we can have our democratic choice to vote for him or against him. And to take him off, and, and I know a couple of the people involved in that lawsuit personally, and, and I just, what are you thinking? I, I just don't get it. And I know one of them was an anti-Trumper from way back, and, you know, that's fine. You don't have to vote for him, but to try to keep him off the ballot, that's that's unconscionable. I, I'm totally with you on that, uh, Rick Turnquist. And um, and and just take the name away, uh, just, just the, uh, because there's so much emotion regarding Donald Trump. Uh, and this Donald Trump hatred thing, uh, I... I, I mean, I it's real. I, I I'm running into people. I, I mean, I just can't I can't quite believe it. So take the name away and say, oh, my gosh, people are filing a lawsuit to take away 
the, your right to vote for who you want to? I mean, this is crazyville to me, Rick Turnquest. It's crazy, all right. It's crazy, all right. And I want to give a shout out to Justice Samore who dissented on that ruling because, uh, you know, I, I followed him closely when he was the presiding judge over the uh, Aurora Theater shooting trial, and I thought he was very fair and did a really good job. So I wasn't sad when he was. Uh, appointed to the state Supreme Court, and I haven't followed any of his rulings since, but this one was certainly on the right side. And what's the, what's his name again? Uh, Carlos Samora. Okay, good. Good to know. I thought perhaps that this, um, I'm getting very cynical, I think, Rick Turnquest, that the 4-3, uh, that, that maybe they, you know, they tried to make it look more balanced with the 4-3, uh, and I guess I'm just, this is subjective, but I was just thinking this is probably a political move to make it look 4-3, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know. It's, I, I, I really don't know because I can't understand the mindset of any of them. And um, so I'm not really quite sure what their what their goal is except keep, keeping Donald Trump off the ballot. But um the ones who were formerly Republicans, they're done in Colorado politics. No one's going to listen to them. No one's going to support them if they decide to run for office. Nobody's going to read their stuff. Um, they're, they might as well move to, uh, to Illinois or something because they're done. They're done in Colorado politics. Wow. Okay. Well, you do really watch all this uh, closely. Can you believe that – so regarding the essays, you'd actually uh, created a calendar – and uh, for this particular essay, it's on uh, Democrats exactly wrong, uh, ho- housing and homelessness. Can you believe that we're talking about this today when, I don't, I don't know if you heard the first few segments, but yesterday, 10 buses at Zunai and Spear dropped off 341 migrants. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And so here we are talking about your essay uh, that people can find at my website, and it will be in the newsletter this weekend as well. And that is exactly wrong, Democrats and homelessness. Well, it ties in really well. and its I don't believe in coincidences, but um, literally yesterday when I was driving home from work, I was listening to Matt Walsh, and he was talking about uh, Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire, and this was yesterday's podcast, if you want to go listen to it. But um, he was talking about how people have, have identified in airports that planefuls of migrants are being shipped around the country. And, uh, and they're, they're bypassing security. You know, they have their own exit security. They're not going through the same security we are. They're, they're boarding these planes and being flown somewhere. I think the one that he talked about yesterday was uh, a person in the Phoenix airport talked to a, a migrant person who said they were going to get on a plane and fly to New York. And uh, so who pays for that, right? And these people are getting probably some of them are flying first class. And who's reimbursing the airlines for all that? And then when they get there, where they're going, they're going to put them up in hotels and stuff. Who pays for those hotels? And, and like Mike, Mike Johnston's plan to put homeless people in hotels in Denver. Who pays for that? Who pays for that? And, and these people that are homeless, a lot of them don't want to stay in hotels. A lot of them want to live on the streets for whatever reason. I don't understand it, but that, in all my research on this topic, I've found that some people just want to live on the streets, whether it's because they're mentally ill or they don't want any restrictions placed on them or whatever. You know, it's, so who's paying for all that? Who's paying to bust these migrants around? Who's paying to fly them around? And how many are there? I believe it's, it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And, and they'd say, well, it's women and children, blah, blah, blah. No, 
it's there may be some women and children involved, but it's mostly military age men that are being shipped into our country. And just before the segment, I, I Googled the definition of invasion. And uh, what's happening is literally an invasion uh, in the sense of an unwelcome intrusion into another's domain. So these people are all coming to, into our country against our laws. Our federal government is facilitating this and, and paying for them to have transportation and, and shelter. So what about the people in America, American citizens who, and just a kind of a, a aside into another thing. A couple days ago, the Wall Street Journal, there was an article called Mid-Sized Cities Struggle with Snowballing Homelessness. And in the article, uh, one of the stories they told was about a woman who was 66 years old. And she wasn't a drug addict. She was working. She wasn't really ill. She was a, a working member of society. And because uh, her, her payments for rent were a couple days late every month, her landlord kicked her out. And while I defend the right of the landlord to do what he wants with his property, I, I condemn him for, if he knows the person just can't make a payment for a couple of days, for God's sakes, work with them mm-hmm. and let them stay in their, in, their, in their housing. I mean, capitalism's fine, but you also have to have a sense of morality and right and wrong when it comes to how you treat other people. So I, I found that to be abhorrent, but that's not something I wrote about in my piece is that there are people good, productive members of society who may find themselves homeless through no fault of their own. Uh, so let's continue. And, uh, but people are getting squeezed. So so you go, let's go back to who pays for that. So people, and I know young people, I mean, they take a look at their paycheck and they see what is being taken out of their paycheck. If, in fact, a couple of things. If, in fact, uh, taxes and fees were lower, People would have more money in their pocket, uh, but somebody has to pay for all the, the these government programs and all this stuff that's going on, and so they're taking it from hardworking everyday Americans, and uh, and and so the taxes, the fees, and then the other thing about housing is, uh, and we're going to have Karen Levine and Lauren in uh, in this next hour. Is Karen had some numbers regarding. Uh, the fees and, and, you know, all the regulations and things going into building a, a new home. And it, um, it can be 20, 25% of the cost just because of rules and regulations. Just think about if you got rid of all of this onerous rules and regulations, we could lower the cost of housing as well. They don't want to because they actually like controlling yeah. it, I think, Rick Turnquist. Well, absolutely. They want to control everything and they want to tax um all of our money. So Colorado Democrats view businesses and, and people as uh, giant pots of gold to, to fund all their, all their programs. And so uh, and I address this in the piece on your website. Um, one thing that can cause the price of housing to go up is lack of supply. Uh, it also can be due to uh, Democrat enacted regulations that increase the cost of materials and labor, zoning laws, which reduce the available supply of land, and other government interference in markets, like what you just mentioned, that also contributes to the problem. So it's, it's really, truly just it's an intentional meddling with markets because they think that they, well, they're, they're communists, they're Marxists. They, they think that government can make better economic decisions for you and me than you and I, than you and I will make. And uh, it, it all comes down to that. So they want to build... So, and, they are, and they want us living in high-density apartment buildings in the center of, of town. 
Uh, nobody in, in rural areas, nobody in the suburbs, uh, so we don't have to use public or drive, rather. Uh, so we walk and bike, and it all cracks me up when they talk about biking. I lived in Colorado for most of my life, and I can tell you, I'm not going to hop on my bicycle and ride downtown when it's 12 degrees below zero and the snow is, is, is in a howling wind. I mean, that's just not realistic. You know, speaking of that, I was downtown. This was a few years ago, and uh, there'd been a pretty significant snow, and they had cleaned off the bike path. You know how, and you know how they're calling it a road diet. How they're, uh, you know, taking out different lanes so that they can put in a bike lane or bus or whatever. And I mean, it's again, it's all this to try to take away our freedom of mobility. But I kid you not, Rick Turnquist, they had actually plowed the bike lanes, but had not plowed the streets. It was. Uh, I took a all picture right. of it. <laughs> I I totally believe that they they they're like Faith Winter supposedly injured herself riding her bike to the Capitol. Well, I don't believe it. I don't believe Faith Winter was riding her bike to the Capitol, and maybe she was riding a bike. But everything that woman does is for political calculation and gain. So, um, so maybe she's trying to demonstrate. Oh, I ride my bike to the Capitol because I'm a good green person. Well, I don't believe it. Well, the other thing is, is I actually think that if all of these uh, radical activist Democrats that have taken over the Democrat Party here in Colorado, if they actually took uh, the transportation that they want all of us to be uh, using, such as bikes, uh, light rail, buses, it'd take them a lot longer to get to the Capitol. And that would mean they couldn't do as much damage as they're doing right now. But you go down there and you can see, uh, you can see they have these special parking places right around the Capitol and uh, they, they don't and um, I went down for this special session um, two days and it was it, it was it was a fiasco it was it was ostensibly called to try to uh, address these uh, you know um, massive property tax increases that people are facing they did not a- a- address that but um, I uh, had to park several blocks away from the Capitol. $30 for parking, if you can believe that. And then uh, I finally left, well, at dusk, because I thought I don't want to be walking around downtown, you know, after dark. But uh, it makes it really difficult for people to actually interact with with the state legislature. And that's all by design. I mean, the power dynamics in that building, and I've been there several times myself, so I know, they all sit on a diet looking down at us peons, and it should be the other way around because they work for us. And, um, and they can do whatever they want. They can eat and drink and go to private bathrooms instead of uh, having to sit through hours-long hearings without anything to eat or drink or, or you know, risk losing your seat if you have to get up and go to the bathroom. So it's, it's the power dynamics in that building are all wrong. They don't view themselves as, as civil servants. And uh, they, they totally view themselves as our masters. And they certainly act like it. I, I heard a story um, just recently about, um, I saw something on, I think it was Twitter, or X as they call it now, about a woman who was, who was abused by a Democrat legislator uh, while she was testifying. And I believe that legislator was uh, Tom Sullivan. So um, it's just inexcusable how these people treat the people that they're supposed to represent. And just yesterday is another example of the maybe the worst person that's sitting in the state house uh, right now is Tim Hernandez. He he sent out a fundraising plea. Oh, oh, I hate sending out this kind of tweet, but my team told me I have to, and asking for money for his campaign. 
And uh, so I looked at his website, and he says, you know, I'm the first blah, blah, to be elected to the state house. And I'm like, uh, Timbo, you were elected, you were appointed. And an educator such as yourself should know the difference. Aha. And, uh, well, Rick Turnquist, um, let's go to break. I, Rick Turnquist, and thank you for rallying. I know that you're a little bit under the weather, uh, but this piece that you've written is so important, and they can find it at my website. It's exactly wrong, Democrats and Homelessness. And, um, boy, uh, right here in Colorado, it's unbelievable what's happening. Uh, we have these discussions because of great sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms Training Programs have something for every age and skill level in the friendliest gun range in town. With highly skilled men and women instructors, you're sure to find the right instructor for your needs. Franktown's 10-lane, 30-yard shooting range provides the right place to train where you feel confident and ready to learn. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Franktown Firearms will meet your needs. Training runs from simple gun safety and care to obtaining your concealed carry permit or looking to hone your skills with advanced tactical, moving and shooting. The Special Forces Green Beret trainer has you covered. And women, you won't want to miss Ladies' Night, the first Friday of each month where you can bond and train together. Gift certificates for training are available or for anything else in their fully stocked store. And Franktown is a faster Colorado certified training site. Just go to klzradio.com slash franktown to get shooting today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. <laughs> it's Friday, Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I, I just got a text message. I got to figure out how I'm going to be able to uh, talk with, um, with Rick about this. Before we do that, though, uh, we talked a lot about the taking down of the Monument to Reconciliation that is occurring right now. And that's why uh, it is so important that we support the remodel of the Marine Memorial out here in Colorado to honor those that have been willing to give their lives, given their lives for us is there's just a it's just a small thank you to help Paula Sarles who's the president and her team at the uh, foundation to make this happen so go to before the end of the year and it's tax deductible go to the USMC Memorial Foundation.org the USMC Memorial Foundation.org Rick Turnquist <laughs> I'm gonna try to um <laughs> try to say uh, 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 I, I'm uh, this this uh, text message uh, says that faith winter um, 
doesn't look like she rides her bike to the Capitol on a regular basis. Now, I'm paraphrasing what this is, but uh, uh, I I guess I I don't know what she looks like, but but apparently she doesn't have the physique of somebody that rides their bike to the Capitol on a regular basis. Yeah, she's. She certainly does not, and I'll leave it at that. But um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very difficult to believe that she rides her bike to the Capitol or rides a bike at all. So, okay. um, so speaking of being under the weather, I just traveled to Colorado last week uh, to go to Grand Junction for my nephew's graduation from Colorado Mason University, and uh, we stayed for three days in Grand Junction, and uh, never never been there before. It's a charming little city. Um, we stayed in a VRBO that was wonderful, and we had a great time. I will say that uh, about three blocks from our house that we were staying in on Pitkin Avenue, I think it was, there was a park, and that park had probably a dozen homeless tents in it. So it's uh, it's not certainly not a problem limited to the big cities. Uh, it's you know small towns, middle middle size and small small town size as well. So it's definitely a problem, but it's more of a problem. In, in states and cities that are run by Democrats. And um, I I believe that to be true. Uh, speaking of my experience when I was traveling a few years ago to uh, decide where I wanted to relocate when I decided to move out of Colorado, um, I did go to Austin, Texas, and the homeless problem there is, is way out of control, probably even worse than Denver, if you can believe that. And uh, when I came to Oklahoma City, I was pleasantly surprised to drive by the state capitol which is in a beautiful park with an oil well on property and uh, no homeless camps. And while I do see them in a certain area of town, they they certainly are, are even as big as the camp I saw in, in Grand Junction. And uh, so it's, you know, and I researched what off, what benefits Oklahoma City offers to homeless people. And I, I guess there are some services that they can access, but I'm not aware of any cash subsidies like they have in uh, Colorado or in uh, San Francisco and uh, and in Denver. You know, they were going to offer LGBTQ homeless people $1,200 a month. And I'm like, what kind of perverse incentive is that? You're just going to get a lot more people who identify as LGBTQ who are homeless to uh, collect that that very generous uh, handout. So it just it, everything they do, just when you think about it in the terms, when you think about it and put it up against reality and how people react to incentives, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, and don't you find it so interesting that uh, when we've had, for example, the governor of Texas, when they were busing, or from uh, DeSantis in Florida, they're busing uh, these um, illegal immigrants to these blue cities and states. I mean, you're seeing in Chicago, they're saying, we can't take anymore. New York, they say, we can't take anymore. But yet, you know, what What do they think? that they Their policies... Uh, are um, hurting these other communities, uh, but they don't want, th- th- want it in their community. I mean, the hypocrisy is beyond belief to me, Rick. It's stunning. It's really, truly stunning. And when you think about these people, and these, after all, after all are real people, they're, they're traveling away from whatever their circumstances are in their home country to come here. Uh, maybe they're in hope of a better life. Maybe some of them are coming here to do us harm, um, like a terrorist cell or whatever. Um, others may be coming here because they have nothing else to do or they're recruited to come here. It's, it's, I'm not quite sure what they're after except to the point that they may be trying to pick up votes 
um, by being, you can't see my air quotes, but compassionate to uh, people who are from mostly uh, of Hispanic origin. Maybe they're trying to pick up a certain voting block. I don't know. But what I've heard is most people of that voting block are against this immigration problem. So they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot for, uh, for no real reason except to, uh, except to perpetuate this invasion of the United States. And that alone is the reason to vote for whoever is on the ticket, on the Republican ticket next year. I don't care if it's Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy. No blow, Kim Monson, I don't care. We need to vote for that person and kick all Democrats out of office because if we don't, well, I'm, I'm glad that I'm of the age where I live through a lot of America's golden age because uh, right now our country's in decline and if we don't turn it around, it's going gonna, it's gonna to accelerate and get worse. Well, and Rick, I do not think that people... And, and it's this big, broad, messy middle of America that I think is starting to pay attention. And that's going to be your blue dog, moderate Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, unaffiliated, and libertarians. There's this big, broad middle that I don't think that they really are voting for this. I find it hard to believe that people are voting, voting for this. And then you mentioned one other thing. Many of the legislators in our state house are being appointed because um, Democrats are moving around to different uh, different things that they're doing. And so these people are not even really elected. But we have got to make sure that we have elections that we can trust. And in Colorado, we have, you know, all these mail-in ballots that are flying all over the state. You know, and there's all these get-out-the-vote programs like it at these different colleges, universities, and those roles are not getting cleaned up. I know personally they're not getting cleaned up. So we have all these ballots. The um, the rolls, um, voter rolls are not getting cleaned up, and we, we cannot audit our elections in Colorado. Uh, we've got to get that turned around um, because otherwise – What's going to happen is people are going to get elected that are pushing these terrible policies. So we only have two minutes left. This has gone way too quickly. People are going to need to take a look at your piece, which is at my website. And um, uh, it's a very important piece. So, Rick, how do you want to button this up? And thank you and Merry Christmas. So uh, what do you want to uh, finish this uh, uh, up with? Well, Jim, thank you for for your holiday wishes and and to you as well. so I just looked up what happens in Oklahoma if there's a vacancy, and uh, the governor issues a writ of election. So in other words, if somebody resigns from the state legislature, the government will call for a special election to replace that person. No vacancy committees. Colorado needs to do the same thing because um, vacancy committees on both sides have produced some really uh, subpar legislators. And, uh, and now a third of your state house has been put in place by uh, by vacancy committees. That's not democracy, which Democrats profess to love. That's cronyism, and uh, and it needs to stop. So I'd, I'd like to see a bipartisan measure sometime next year for uh, Colorado to amend the Constitution to call for special elections instead of uh, vacancy committees. Oh, that's a great solution. I love your thinking on that. Uh, so, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, as you, as you uh, mentioned, they talk about democracy, uh, and actually democracy is mob rule. It's 50% plus one, but they talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. But we're not even getting, uh, getting to vote on it whatsoever. So excellent point on that, Rick Turnquest. So thank you. And then thank just you. one other thing. Uh, in Oklahoma, 
uh, Oklahoma City, you're not seeing uh, the homelessness uh, problem like we're seeing in uh, in Denver now, right? Not remotely. There's one area of town that's kind of called Reno Avenue where um, where you see tents occasionally, but um, they're not they don't stay in place for very long and there's not that many of them and there's that whole area there's little homeless camps here and there i know there's some along the canadian river um under meridian street and i've seen them when i'm bicycling but um there, there's some but there's not nearly as many as as there would be in, in denver or even grand junction so okay. um, yeah it's it's a problem but it's not incentivized here right. why is which is why it's less of a problem Right. Oh, one other thing we didn't say, we're just, we're out of time, but uh, Denver apparently has spent a half billion dollars, the um, metro area, half billion dollars, uh, and there's even more money than that on uh, the homeless. And quite frankly, when you have people making big bank like that, these PBIs, uh, that problem's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Hey, Rick Turnquist. That's true. Merry Christmas to you. 2024, we've got a lot to do, and I thank you for uh, all that you do with the Kim Munson Show. And our quote for the end of the show is from Alan Patton. I went to reconciliation, and he said this, It is not forgive and forget as if nothing wrong has ever happened, but forgive and go forward, building on the mistakes of the past and the energy generated by reconciliation to create a new future. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. The views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show. Analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district? What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, I can't understand that. Today's current opinions and ideas. And it's not fair just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team, and that's producer Joe, uh, producer Luke, Nicole, Rachel, Zach, Echo Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday. Happy December 22nd, producer Joe. Happy Friday, December 22nd to you as well, Kim. (laughs) And uh, yes, we have been working diligently. I'm so excited about all these shows for next week. We've pre-recorded them. Uh, We're across the spectrum on subjects, but uh, it's going to be golden. And we're going to get to take a little time off because normally you and I get up at oh dark 30 to make this show happen. 
3.45 every morning. <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you. But it's fun. And, uh, you know, um, I've, I do speaking pretty regularly, and people that have heard several speeches, it's the same joke. But uh, I have, uh, I used to be in the clothing business. In fact, that's how I met uh, Karen Levine. And uh, Karen Levine is in studio, my friend from many years. It's great to have you. <laughs> and Lauren Levy, you know, both of you. Uh, so Lauren Levy is a mortgage specialist. Karen Levine is a, a Remax realtor. And uh, both of you have been sponsors from almost, uh, well, Lauren, I think almost day one when I started solo broadcasting. We're going to be starting our sixth year, if you can believe that. I know. I feel old, but it's nice to come in and talk to you guys. Then I don't feel so old. <laughs> oh, bada boom. When you start reminiscing about how long you've known turn, each other. Yeah, turn, turn that microphone <laughs> off, Producer Joe. And, uh, and Karen, yeah, you and I have known each other for a, a little while. A little while. And uh, you have been a sponsor of both, well, both of you, the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories, since before I was solo. Yes, and back in the days of the Americhicks. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So, so I don't think I told my joke, and that is, I said, I've been in the clothing industry, I said, um, and we get up so early, I said, I'm going to have to get some new shoes to match the bags under my eyes. Oh, uh, that, was, that was pretty good. Bada boom. Yep. Okay. Let's see. Let's get to it. First of all, um, let's see. Sign. Uh, check out the website. Oh, my gosh. You guys, you probably haven't looked at the website recently, but what Zach is doing, what we have coming down the pike in 2024 uh, is exciting for our followers and also for our sponsors. So check out the website. Sign up for the weekly newsletter. That way you'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com thank you to all of you who support us and text line is 720-605-0647 you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com i am behind on, on that but i will be working on all that next week um so let's see here let's get into our word of the day is reconciliation and uh, comes from reconcile. Reconcile is to establish a close relationship, uh, to settle a resolve, to bring oneself to accept. And uh, the monument to reconciliation in Arlington National Cemetery has, uh, is being taken down as we speak. And beautiful uh, monument. Uh, they are, it's in the Confederate part of uh, Arlington National Cemetery. And so this whole renaming commission, they're saying it's a monument to the Confederacy. That's not not the case. It's a monument to reconciliation. It is actually the gravestone of the sculptor. It was a beautiful piece. I think it's 25 tons. And anyway, they are taking that down this week, Christmas week. And so that's why I chose the word reconciliation. That's R-E-C-O-N-C-I-L-I-A-T-I-O-N. And our quote of the day is from Hiroshi Miyamura, and also known as Hershey, born in 1925, died in 2022. And uh, he said this, he said, always believe in yourself, God, and country. And uh, I've gotten to, to really know Hershey's story because his, his story is so entwined with Joe Anello. And I've gotten to know Joe's um, widow, Joan Anello. Um, she's just really a remarkable woman, and she is very good friends uh, with Henry Jones, who is really, I would say, all, uh, like like a son to her. And in fact, what happened? 
um, her, her, um, Joe and Anello, or Joe and Joan and Henry and Hershey and and his wife. They they all were friends, uh, and but the story of Hershey and Joe is so intertwined because both of them, when being overrun in Korea, uh, they had their men. They they covered the men their men with the machine machine guns, and Hershey was ultimately. Um, captured and was in a Korean POW camp for many years. Joe thought he was dead. And when they found out that they were alive, I guess Joe was watching television or going through a magazine, and he sees that Hershey has been awarded the Medal of Honor. And so Joe gets in his car and drives to Gallup, New Mexico, which is where Hershey's from, and they got reconnected, and so they were friends all these years. And so Joe calls Henry one day, and says, uh, hey, let's have breakfast. And her, or, uh, Henry thought it was a little odd that Joe would call, not invite uh, Joan or have Joan along or whatever. But uh, in retrospect, I think Henry realized that Joe probably knew that he was going to be passing on. And Joe said, hey, if anything ever happens to me, would you make sure that Joan's okay? And Henry, retired police officer, has just taken that. He said, I will. He's a man of his word. And so he and uh, at many of these events that I go to for the Center for American Values or USMC Memorial Foundation, um, her, or, um, Henry and Joan are there, and he is truly her right-hand man. So this is, <clears throat> again, uh, Hershey Miyamura, born in 1925, died in 2022. You can listen to the first hour. I gave the whole citation, but he said this. He said, always believe in yourself. God and country. And uh, I will mention the Center for American Values. Uh, during uh, Christmas break, you might take the kids down there uh, so that they can see the portraits of valor of all of these Medal of Honor recipients. And then, of course, the Little Medal of Honor book. I will be giving one to producer Joe and Karen Levine. Uh, you have one Thank for you. Christmas. And Lauren, I hope you enjoy that. Thank you. You are welcome. So let's go ahead and, uh, again, to more information about uh, the Center for American Values, go to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. Sponsor the show, who um, I I appreciate all of them. I know each and every one of my sponsors personally, and I highly recommend each and every one of them. Uh, They all strive for excellence. They take great care of their clients. And one of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Roger's been in business for 47 years, serving his customer, providing for his family, and giving back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, and Castle Rock. He can help anyone in Colorado or the contiguous states. So call them at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan Insurance Team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. 
Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday. Okay, let's talk. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Uh, text line is 720-605-0647. In studio with me is two of my great sponsors, and that is Lauren Levy. Uh, he is an expert in everything mortgages, and he can help you in 49 of the 50 states, right, Lauren Levy? Yep, that's right. And the one state that... It's just New York, and I think it's just because of the difficulty of if you don't actually have a physical office there with just their rules, because mm-hmm. um, it sure is a big state. It is a big state. But you can help people in 49 states mm-hmm. with a new mortgage, a second mortgage, or a reverse mortgage. That's right, yep. Okay, great to have you here. And Karen Levine, you know her, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. Great to have you here as well. It's always fun to be in studio. Okay, so um, we were talking a lot during break. I didn't ask you if there was something in particular that you wanted to, to hit. So first, I'm going to go to you, Lauren. And I thought I saw something come across here that inflation they say is more under control although they don't they don't really include is it food or, or energy in there isn't that funny yeah they all but they've always done that so i, I mean i guess if you're just com- as long as you're comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges it doesn't really matter um it's when you're not that could be a problem so they've always left off food and energy and made it its own thing but they just had an announcement this morning on my way in um about durable goods and things and the numbers were pretty good um, it well, all it, depends it, on your angle, right? I exactly. Mean, for the normal person, I think they still think inflation is there, which I agree. I mean, if you, what I always find is that if you raise prices on something and therefore pay your workers more, you're never going to go back and take it back. Right. Um, you know, the prices of certain restaurants and, like, I haven't seen menu prices coming down, you know, when I go to lunch and things. Yeah. Um, even though the cost of preparing that food might have come down as far as the goods, I don't think they're going to tell someone you're not getting 19 an hour anymore. You're going back to 16. That's not going to happen. Yeah, this came across breaking news 44 minutes ago from the Wall Street Journal. It said prices fell last month for the first time since 2020. Inflation is approaching the Fed's 2% target. Uh, Also, I'm becoming more and more cynical. We're coming into an election year. Uh, So I could see the the Fed's not raising interest rates a lot. I mean, I know this is subjective. We'll never know for sure. But mm-hmm. an election year can make a big difference on this, yes? I hear that a lot, honestly. And from my standpoint, I just want to, I want rates to go down. They're very helpful. So <laughs> I don't care what the reason is. But I do hear that a lot, that people think that there's something going on there. And we'll never know from being in that room, not being in that room, you know. Uh-huh. Um, the Fed is the one place where politics isn't supposed to come in. Right. Of course, who knows, right? They vote. Right. They have their own opinions, yeah. and um, and we're not in the room. Right. Uh, have have rates come down a little bit? They have. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit, actually. I mean, we were talking about something around 8 not that long ago, if you remember. And mm-hmm. 
now they're mid sixes. So if people did buy something at eight, it might make sense to call you and yes. uh, um, redo that. Yes, a hundred percent. At least look into it, especially if you have uh, mortgage insurance or things like that that can be removed as well. That would for make having a big less difference. Twenty percent down, but yeah, no. There's a big opportunity again right now for people that bought in the last. I would say if you bought in the last year or eighteen months, even to take a look and just see. So to, to in order to do that, is there always an, an appraisal that's no. necessary? But if there is, you will mm-hmm. pay for that for Kim Munson Show listeners, yes? Yes. We run it through a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's approval process, and they tell us if they want an appraisal or not. And oftentimes, if they just had an appraisal a year ago, they won't require one again. Um, but if they do, I'll cover that. But especially if someone has a VA loan or an FHA loan, those rates have really come down on the government side. And so if you've bought in the last 12 months, you need to be taking a look. Okay. And one other thing, and we haven't talked about that recently, and that is uh, because of America's Veterans Story Show, there are really some, some good things for our veterans and our mm-hmm. military that you can help with them with with their mortgages, yes? Yeah, VA loans have great rates, better than regular rates. We talked about they don't require any down payment. They don't have mortgage insurance. When you have less than 20% down, they're a really, really good program uh, if you can qualify for those. And to refinance those and FHA loans is such a simple process. If you're just going to refi it, we usually don't even need income. We can just run it through and get a lower rate, and it takes, mm-hmm. geez, it can be done in two weeks, a week mm-hmm. and a half. Okay, okay. How can people reach you? Why Easiest is just call 303-880-8881. Okay. Karen, let's move over to you. So Lauren said that uh, that if um, you bought your home within the last year, you may not need an, an an appraisal, so that would mean to me that in Denver, uh, that that actually, or in the metro area, that home values are are staying pretty solid. Yes, There's, they are. Um, we've seen, as we discuss, real estate is local, and so you have some communities that have seen some depreciation, a little bit of a loss of where they were a year ago, and then we have other communities that continue to appreciate. Um, a figure I saw yesterday was 0.9% depreciation metro-wide. That's very little when you look at the stress that high interest rates put on the marketplace. Right. But the other thing that we saw nationwide is we saw sold. There were less transactions, real estate transactions for residential real estate in our nation um, that compared to... 1993. Wow. And um, we, the the person who did these stats took out 2008 because that was in the middle of the Great Recession. Right. So that was not really comparing apples to apples. But when you look at that amount of years um, and the least amount of transactions, it really was an affordability challenge, which comes from the things Rick talked about in Hour 1 and Lorne interest rates being high and no supply and that is a nationwide problem and the no supply thing karen you and i i remember we did a show and because i i and i think we both kind of thought well maybe this is a little tin hatty regarding the world economic forum because people weren't really talking that much about it and you and i were doing the research on it and this low supply i think is by design uh, because home ownership has been and property property rights are inherent in the American idea, and so and and we've talked o- about it over the years. Home ownership helps people create wealth, create value, 
And so I don't think it's by accident that we have this low supply. When you take a look at um, public policy at the local, the county, the state level. Um, well, let's just look at Colorado. Okay. And we look at the fact that what I find interesting is in Colorado, we use the excuse of the construction defect legislation that took effect over a decade ago, which kept developers out of the marketplace of building multifamily condominium ownership units. But the government induced, subsidized, helped bring multifamily apartment rental units to communities. And this is nationwide. Same dynamics happened in other cities who didn't have our legislation. So my question kept being, wait, it's happening nationwide. So it it was by design. Mm -hmm. So now we have apartment buildings on every corner in our communities Well, what is that going to do if it's oversupplied? Mm -hmm. It's going to cause rates potentially to move down. Unless you bring a whole bunch of migrants in. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Well, exactly, if you're subsidizing their housing. And then you have articles from the Epic Times that says, has the American dream of home ownership, good Karen, (laughs) home ownership been eclipsed by renting? And again, this is public policy. And you and I... uh, at White and Tapas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we were talking about, I said, why why can we not convert these apartment buildings into ownership units so that people can start to... The net return to the developer is not there. Well... So they, the, the developer, um, because they got assistance, I'm sure, along the way, but with that said, the developer, um, it's not profitable for them to convert. Whereas in the 80s, um, I would say the environment, which was much different, and conversion was profitable and made sense because of market demands. Mm-hmm. And there would be demand. Oh, there quite, definitely yeah, is demand. And they could get their their uh, mortgage for their their, their new property their new property from Lauren Levy. But one of the other guests said that uh, they, they watched this um, this market, and there's a lot of subsidizing. A lot. So that is that's the problem. So. Being subsidized, we go back to young Joe, uh, producer Joe, who would love to get A, into an apartment, and B, get into an ownership unit. But money's being taken from everyday Coloradans to subsidize this. And uh, and the developers, and I don't want to say nasty developers. I mean, the devel- they, they, they respond to what public policy, and sometimes they try to influence, I will say, definitely that happens. But they're making big bank because of all the subsidizing. But why wouldn't you? I mean, the reality is if I was in business and the government said, hey, I will help you do this and I will give you this money. Why are you going to say no? So it is planned. Mm -hmm. I mean, it and I the question I asked at Wine and Tapas is if you're going to create affordability in a marketplace, how do you do it? without subsidizing that is my question mm-hmm. now we can say oh that's easy but is it because it's been historically the way we have addressed we the government of our country has addressed policy and issues for decades this is not new it's just that it has been i think the the agenda has been expanded and inflated to hold back that supply mm-hmm. it, it has and uh 
So we need to change this. So subsidizing or affordable housing means subsidized housing. And, Lauren, that means that, t- that the money is being taken from one person to give to another. And uh, I, I think we're getting to a point where people are maybe starting to pay attention. I mean, you, you have your pulse on what's happening out there. What do you see? Yeah, I don't, I don't see I'd like to think I might figure on the pulse of what's going on in the market, but I don't see much on the affordable side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Karen and I worked on that one transaction together. That was my first experience in a little while on affordable, and it was a mess <laughs> um, just with the regulations and the rules. And they make it affordable, but they make it very hard to fit in that box, which is like what's the purpose of the affordability if you can't fit into the program? Um, Meanwhile, back was, at the ranch, they're buying this Embassy Suites hotel right. for $21 million to put people in there that don't have to jump through any hoop right. whatsoever. Well, and, and in some cases, they aren't even citizens. Well, they're and, not. And, and they well, won't be. Th- well, I mean, the homeless are citizens in right, many right, cases, okay, the yeah. immigrants. And then I'm like, well, what about the people who are hardworking individuals, taxpaying Coloradoans? Um, what are we doing for them? Well, ideally, what we should do is lower taxes, lower rules, lower regulations, and let people get back to the the business of going after their hopes and dreams and mm-hmm. thriving and prospering. And and um, man, we're we're at the tip of the spear. The other thing, though, and Lauren, with your friends, I mean, a, a number of your friends, well, and Karen as well, are apolitical. Mm-hmm. Are are people starting to have conversations about all this stuff that's going on? Absolutely. But I think in my circle, just with my age where I'm at, a lot of it is school board related and, you know, versus not so much home affordability, but more about what they're seeing on the agenda as far as where their kids go to school and what's happening in the schools and their neighborhood specifically. Okay. Um, I think we talk about that all the time. Absolutely. Um, Versus, you know, the stuff with like this embassy suites, for example. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, that's all. Sometimes it's like too much talked about when we're together, you know. Uh-huh. And their concerns regarding the schools are—are are they starting to see this, um, this agenda, kind of this, uh, you know, the the whole agenda? The oh. boys are can be girls, girls Absolutely. can be boys. Is it all about that? That the curriculum is huge, not just. You know the, the fact that kids aren't learning to read and write and do yeah, or the way they learn math and the way they do that absolutely. Um, well, and and the, it's fun to watch because it really depends. I have friends that live in various counties, you know. Oh yeah. And it depends whether you're if you're Douglas County versus Cherry Creek School District. It's uh, it's night and day. Interesting. And Karen, you've uh, had some of these discussions as well, yes. Well, yeah, and and still, um, good schools, good public schools has been a reason why people buy in certain communities. But through becoming more mobile, through working from home, those type of things, the value of public schools is diminishing and people have alternatives to education. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going to then be pulling tax dollars away if they're going to public chartered those type of schools, you know, where the money moves. Right. Um, I think it's really sad being a public school um, product. Yes, product mm-hmm. and having five nieces, all who were, um, you know, they're the next generation. And then just just see the pressure on our education. And you know that that's harming us as citizens and going out and being productive and understanding how to chase after the American dream. 
But what's exciting to me is my phone is ringing with young people who want to become homeowners and who have the ability and they understand that they may have to start with a small condominium and there is some product out there for them to buy. Okay. So I'm excited that they see at you know, 26, 27, 28 years old um, that this renting thing is not in their best interest. And what is the phone number that is ringing when people are calling well, you? Well, that phone number, <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> side note there is 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303 303- Eight seven 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 five one six. Okay, in studio with me is mortgage specialist Lauren Levy and Remax Realtor Karen Levine, and we were talking during break about something really interesting regarding the San Francisco market. So we're going to keep that as a cliffhanger, uh, and uh, I'll talk with Lauren Levy and Karen Levine about that. Um, and we get to have, well, oh my gosh, uh, I think that we have uh, Lauren Levy's uh, spot ready next. Let's see who that will be. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well thank you to all of you who support us we are an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom if something's a good idea you should not have to force people to do it i did see glenn and mary jansen yesterday i i went out uh, to the beautiful jansen photography property and uh, saw them for just a little bit to say merry christmas uh and uh it is a great property and i my friends uh Family portraits, portraits of children, they are such a beautiful gift. And uh, kids grow up too quickly and things change. And so to uh, to get that um, special portrait, reach out to jansenphotography.com. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com. Glenn and Mary Jansen are true entrepreneurs. Uh, Glenn does uh, amazing things with lighting. Uh, he's just a master with the camera. And then... Uh, Mary's able to then just kind of finesse that just a little bit so it really is beautiful. Take out those wrinkles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) And uh, so check that out, jansenphotography.com. Lauren Levy, mortgage specialist. We were talking during break about, well, communities. Uh, And um, you mentioned this this, uh, uh, um, baseball player from Japan. And uh, because we're going to be talking about what homelessness, um, bad public policy can do to communities. I've seen 
uh, different headlines that San Francisco real estate is going down significantly in in price. So what and, do you Yeah, see? you and Karen were discussing that, and I just mentioned that there was a member of the organization for the San Francisco Giants who used to play for them. He's a Hall of Famer, or if he's not, he will be. And he had mentioned that they had made a similar offer, almost to the dollar, for the player. It's this player, Shohei Otani, who signed for 10 years, $700 million with the Dodgers. And Can you believe it? Yeah, he's in the news because he's deferred a lot of the income, and it's all whatever. But they were just – this guy was speculating that since there was equal dollar-for-dollar dollar offer made – both markets are very heavily influenced by the Asian community, but he thought that they lost out on him because of what's been, what is looked at right now in San Francisco with homelessness, the crime, and things like that, that that was a deciding factor. The, the front office member actually came out and said, I think that was a deciding factor in why he chose the other team. And it was interesting to see how that can bleed over into other things. Well, it will. Uh, and actually, I have a friend whose niece went to Stanford, I think. Anyway, she graduated, and uh, and they decided, and she was moving to a different city, and she and her mom decided to uh, just go into the city for a few hours. And um, she left, I don't know if she left her handbag or, or, or her, no, it was her backpack. She left her backpack in her car, and they came back, and it was stolen. And because she was moving, in her backpack was all the passwords to Everything, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, just unbelievable what the crime is doing there. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of things. You're seeing, with, uh, and I don't want to. I haven't. I've done reading like I try to do, but I mean, I think there's a mall that closed completely, um, a major mall, and uh, a lot of retailers are leaving certain areas like Targets and Walgreens and things like that because people are just coming in with shopping carts and leaving with them full. And oops, I forgot to pay. Oh, and that actually happened. Uh, I will get to that text message here in just a minute. So, Karen, so my next question is then is uh, we were talking in the first hour about 10 buses of illegal immigrants uh, came into uh, Denver yesterday. 341 illegal immigrants. They dropped them off at Zunai and Spear. And I remember that area. Uh, I guess it was pre-COVID, but there were a couple of restaurants that I loved to go to that were maybe eight blocks from there and some pretty high-end either condos or apartments. And what's that going to do to that neighborhood? Well, we've already seen in downtown Denver that um, home prices are, um, they're not plummeting, but they are falling because of the homelessness problem. And that it puts burdens on things like crime and safety become more challenging. And it's hard to manage. Um, We know that our police departments are understaffed or underfunded. And with that said... And they've um, been disrespected in some communities. And they've been told not to prosecute on a lot of these things. So that's just going, in my mind, to cause things to escalate and that's going to put downward pressure on home values and and so this is really let's let's connect the dots for people in that neighborhood that have homes and condos is because of public policy what they're going to start to see is that their their property is going to be worth less in value now granted there will be market fluctuations Mm -hmm. and things but when you have public policy that is causing that um, 
Well, it might get their attention. It might get their attention. Then I'm thinking about the tax aspect. Do you think that then uh, then their property tax values, will that go down? Do you of think course. that they'll start to pay less in property taxes? Yes. I guess that's the positive. Yeah. Well, because your assessed value is recalculated every two years, and the data used is 18 months prior, of which we just went through. So there won't be a new tax assessment until 2025. Um, but if we continue to encourage, have in place these policies um, that we're not taking care of our citizens and our taxpayers, but we are taking care of others in place, there will be downward pressure on values. And then, yes, you'll get reassessed and your property taxes, potentially, Mm -hmm. your assessed value will go down, but then will your property taxes will your taxes go down that will be subject to the mill levy and you as a tax payer do have some protection with Tabor to keep that mill levy from going up in some communities yes. some communities have voted not to have that correct. protection there correct and we need to have another conversation and people did, I don't think people even knew that they were give, people you know, don't, voting that away right people really as you and I have talked about I go into meetings and I have elected representatives i say tongue-in-cheek with the officials right mm-hmm. they come into meetings and the first thing they talk about is how Tabor has tied their hands from doing anything and they poo-poo that um legislation they or that, down- amendment, yeah. that amendment they downgrade it and then you as a listener in that room are like well we must we you must, must be doing something, something right before tying your hands. <laughs> well, no, you, you're like, oh, we must have done something wrong, something wrong. And then as I have hung out with you and done things on the radio show, I realized, wait a minute. The majority of the people in the state of Colorado voted for that for a reason. And we'll, if we elected them to represent us, shouldn't they be telling us how it's helpful in and protecting, to, and protecting us? Yes. But they do not. No, they want more money, mm-hmm. more money, more power, more control. Yeah. But people are still moving. Well, people definitely are still moving to Colorado if they're dropping them off with buses. <laughs> In a bus. But as, as people still are move, moving to uh, Colorado are, legally, right? People are still legally. moving. They are moving to Colorado and they are moving away from Colorado, which is good. Because then that helps, as you would say, Kim, with the velocity of housing. The velocity (laughs) of housing is so important. So if people are moving in or moving out, Karen Levine would be the person to call on that. Yes, I can help with both those things, in or out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Lauren Levy, if people are moving in and need that mortgage in Colorado, uh, they can get it. And as long as they're moving to any other state except New York, you can help them with that mortgage there, too. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about reverse mortgages. Uh, because people 62 years and older that are getting squeezed with inflation, high property taxes, and I do want to make a point, these people over in that community of Zunai and Spear, they are paying top dollar on their property taxes and will for the next two years. So they're paying money on their property that then the city of Denver is then using to bring people in that... Have well, never they're not paid a using dime. their property, Kim. It is affecting their property, but they're not using their well, property. Well, I mean, their property taxes. Yes. I should have finished yes. that. Property taxes. Um, so people are getting squeezed. High taxes, inflation, uh, and 
there are strategies that people can use with reverse mortgages here in Colorado with with those values staying up that could really help them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually got a call from a a woman the other day. We're not doing anything yet, but she was a different caller, which she listens to the radio. It's just awesome because she was she doesn't need she doesn't have a mortgage so doesn't need to pay it off she's retired fine but was thinking more of estate planning type things Mm -hmm. life insurance long-term care insurance things like that that people might end up needing um, and trying to figure how that would work out through a reverse yeah so we had a good talk about that but the majority of the people that we help are i have a lady who's uh, finishing off one today we're just paying off her mortgage, which is a huge relief for her and her family. She's been needing some help from her family and establishing a pretty good-sized line of credit for her that she can go to anytime she needs if something should happen to her home mm-hmm. in the next. And she doesn't. Her, her words to me were, I'm going to leave this home in a box. Mm. <laughs> so she doesn't want to move. She loves it. That's where her kids and her grandkids know her and doesn't want to have to move. And so this uh-huh. is going to stop her from moving. Okay. And it helps and, uh, her cash flow significantly. Yeah, it helps her cash flow so she can stay. It's, uh-huh. it's a great deal for her. Okay. And public policy, though, and that's why we do the show, is we've got to shed light on all of this public policy, um, which is creating higher taxes and inflation that is squeezing uh, seniors, but our young people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why we do the show. And um uh, I appreciate both of you. We're coming in on six years. Uh, it'll be our, we're starting our sixth year, Lauren. Yep. Uh, are you just trying like... to age us, or what are you? You know. Well, we I mean... started really young. You know, <laughs> what's aging us is this public policy, Karen. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> It's keeping us up at night, Kim. It is keeping us up at night. And uh, we have talked about the, uh, it's unbelievable to me that Lloyd Austin, Department of Defense, the Biden administration, that they are taking down the monument to reconciliation during Christmas week. I just, I mean, the week coming up to Christmas. And uh, that is why the work that Paula Sarles is doing with the, USMC Memorial Foundation. She's the president. She's a gold star wife, a Marine veteran. Uh, And uh, the work that they're doing is so important. We must remember and honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our country. And so go to USMC Memorial Foundation, make a year year in tax uh, deductible donation and help them out with that. And we get to do all this because of our sponsors. And one of those is Boson Law. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. 
Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Franktown Firearms Training Programs have something for every age and skill level in the friendliest gun range in town. With highly skilled men and women instructors, you're sure to find the right instructor for your needs. Franktown's 10-lane, 30-yard shooting range provides the right place to train where you feel confident and ready to learn. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Franktown Firearms will meet your needs. Training runs from simple gun safety and care to obtaining your concealed carry permit or looking to hone your skills with advanced tactical, moving and shooting. The Special Forces Green Beret trainer has you covered. And women, you won't want to miss Ladies' Night, the first Friday of each month, where you can bond and train together. Gift certificates for training are available or for anything else in their fully stocked store. And Franktown is a faster Colorado certified trading site. Just go to klzradio.com slash franktown to get shooting today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It is Friday, and uh, we're coming into Christmas. I can't believe that Christmas is on Monday, and I wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. We've got some great shows planned for you for next week. You will love them. And uh, we've got uh, Lauren Levy in studio. He is an expert in everything mortgage. 303-880-8881, right? That's right. Okay, 303-880-8881. Karen Levine, REMAX Realtor, and I know that number as well, 303-877-7516. And uh, we have Dave on the line. Dave, what is on your radar? Kim, I think the uh, Republicans need to take the approach that's the reason why the Democrats are letting this happen is in 2024, they are going to put forth, if you elect any Democrat, be it a uh, president, city councilman, what have you, we need to make them answer the question, is this all about declaring amnesty? And make them answer the question, then if not, why are you letting all these people in? Okay, so, decl- so Dave, you want people to be on the record on whether or not uh, all these people coming in will receive amnesty is that right am i following you sure forget about the topics of abortion the economy or whatever but if every if biden has to be constantly asked is are you going to promote are you going to give amnesty to all of these and the governors and the mayor and just ask him why are we doing this why are we paying for all these people if it's not for one reason one reason only is that they're going to give all of these illegal amnesty to where they will vote Democrat and we will be sunk as far as a nation. But make them answer the question, is this about amnesty? Are you pledging you're not going to do amnesty? Because if the public has it in their mind, if you attach immigration to amnesty like they have done with abortion, it's going to be a winning ticket for the Republicans to just sit there and say to every Democrat, is this amnesty? How can you justify it if it isn't? 
I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, where I'm, I'm just trying to think what the narr- uh, narrative's going to be because they're they're trying to say that this is compassionate. So they're going to say. So how would how would you say that a Republican should answer that question? Well, it's not about compassion because if you had compassion, you'd be compassionate for all the homeless vets and all the people in this mm, country good that point. can't make that can't pay for food. Mm-hmm. And we're bringing all these people in and giving them five hundred dollars a month in vouchers. The the hotel over on Hampton <clears throat> has a kitchen and a laundry, which means they're going to be cooking for all of these migrant, all these illegals. And they're going to do their laundry. So why in hell's name are we living in our own places, buying our food and doing our laundry? <laughs> we can move over there for free. <laughs> well, well, you can't. And actually, producer Joe, uh, he's a young guy, 25 years old, and as, as we're going through this 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 issue and and you know talking about it's difficult for young people to get out and and uh, rent something when they're trying to compete in with uh, people that are being subsidized for these rents and uh you know why you know where's he said where's my free phone where's this we we don't want the free phone we want to be able to work right producer joe but we don't want to be having so much money taken from us to give other people free stuff right do i have that right that's correct and honestly I don't want the free phone. It's just more to the point, why are we giving people who are not born of this country stuff and the people who are born of this country and go through it and learn patriotism don't get rewarded? Where is that? Well, and and I think we're – get over here into the free stuff thing. We need to – we need to make sure that we are to a point where we trade value for value. There is such dignity in work. And uh, and uh, so, anyway, Dave, did you have anything else you wanted to say? And, and thank you. No, that, that's it. That's, uh, and it, it is indicative that the Republicans negotiating with the Democrats shut down the border. I mean, there isn't any, we're going we're gonna to pay more money for this or that. You just sit there and say, you're shutting down all of these outlets nobody can get in until we can figure out how to solve the problem but there's too many people on both sides of the aisle that are making lots of money on this so great show merry christmas kim thanks for your time oh thank you dave really do appreciate that and merry christmas uh to you and yours as well and (laughs) what i see with this invasion is there's nothing compassionate if if in fact um, we destroy our economy, um, there will be no money to help other people. So we must get this southern border under control. And Karen, you and I have talked a lot about public policy. I've had Randall O'Toole on. In fact, we did a, a whole show for next week with Randall O'Toole on housing and all. Mm. But the idea that they're using public policy to put these apartment buildings in single-family neighborhoods uh, which I think really affects the fabric of these single-family um, neighborhoods. I'm super concerned about that. And you know what? We had uh, – uh, let me get to this. One of our listeners – because your point regarding these developers, and I get it because public policy, somebody's going to step in and do that. But there is cronyism that goes on with mm-hmm. that as well because the government, PBIs, choose which – Oh, they choose who they're going to induce – <laughs> or subsidize. Um, and I've seen it in our communities in the suburbs. And I'm like, 
why have you chosen to do this with that person? And, you know, like you said, Kim, when you follow the money, a lot of things become very clear. Yes. And in fact, I'd gone out to Jefferson County and testified, or or, excuse me, made uh, public comments in front of the county commissioners. This was uh, was pre-COVID, so a number of years ago. And um, regarding subsidizing a specific project. And somebody on the Republican side, which was doing the project, they actually testified that, oh, these subsidies would be very helpful for the project. And Mm-hmm. That money was awarded. So, two, our listener has a really, really good point on that. Then there was something else here. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, well, this is uh, from one of our l- listeners. It says, Hi, Kim, I have a theory on some of what's happening here in Colorado. Forgive my cynicism. It says, Import huge numbers of homeless, settle them through the city, and create public ire. Uh, Subsidize four or five story apartment buildings that don't generate profit make many of them solely with combustible wood framing. Owner of the complex, oh, darn it, sells, um, uh, sells, uh, or government buys, uh, so, uh, okay, government buys through first right of refusal. Oh, that was one oh, of yeah, the things that, that they were trying of, to yep. get through. Okay. Yep. Government settles homeless and other uh, others in these complexes. Uh, general public approves of it. And then it goes on, the government owns the land. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't put all of it right there, but mm-hmm. Well, and an interesting piece of data that I learned this week, and I don't know how accurate it is. It just was somewhat mind-blowing. 40% of real estate in our nation is owned by hedge funds. And we'll just leave that out there for a discussion mm-hmm. next year. How's that? Right? <laughs> but you think about that, and it's not, they're not accumulating more real estate now because of the cost of money. And so were those rates held down artificially to allow them to come in? Because a seller is still going to take the highest and best sure. offer, and the money was cheap. They could leverage that money, get a good return to their investors. Mm-hmm and acquire real estate that took it out of the market for purchasing of the citizens that live here. Interesting, right? We'll talk about that in the new year. So, um, Lord Levy, first of all, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you. you. And, and on your, that note. Yeah, on that note, to you and Going yours. Going hedge funds. Nice. And, what's that? Nice transition from hedge funds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I so appreciate you guys coming in. These are important discussions, and uh, we will continue to do this in 2024. I think it's going to be an interesting year, but there is always opportunity. And um, we as Americans are creative and innovative, and you see that in your industry. And I so appreciate your your partnership. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and Merry Christmas to you. And that number for Lauren Levy is 303-880-8881. And all things mortgages, and he can help you in all 49 states except uh, all 50 states. Oh, I'm like, uh, Uh. we have 50 states, all 50 states except New York. Okay. And Karen Levine, also, thank you. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And uh, it's going to be, fasten our seatbelts, it's going to be quite a year. 2024 is going to have a lot of great opportunity. And I think we need to stay positive because... We are a, a smart nation. We really are well-educated. We just need to start listening and paying attention a little bit more. 
And um, Kim, you do a great job. So we wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you for having us. And, you know, we love our time here in the mm-hmm. studio with you. Well, and tell all your friends and family to uh, check out the show. And uh, we are getting to the point where we're getting things posted same day. And that goes to Spotify and iTunes. And uh, we will continue to engage in this battle of ideas and look at these things. Freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Cronyism basically is, is a, a, has force involved in that significantly. And so we will uh, continue these discussions. And um, Merry Christmas to all of you. I so value all of you. And uh, 2024, we're going to have quite a year here. We are at the tip of the spear, and we're in the battle. Our quote for the end of the show, I chose something regarding reconciliation. This is from Alan Patton. It says, it is not forgive and forget as if nothing wrong has ever happened, but forgive and go forward, building on the mistakes of the past and the energy generated by reconciliation to create a new future. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well live honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like superman stand for truth justice and the american way my friends you are not alone god bless you and god bless america turning further from my home young like a new moon rising fierce through the rain and lightning wandering out into this great unknown And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.